You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, good evening, everybody. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this Wednesday, March 14th, and the Thursday, March 15th. Ladies and gentlemen, today history has been made in the city of Detroit as your Detroit Lions have released Eric Ebron. It's over, baby. Oh, hold on. I'm going to put the microphone down for a second. Come on. Come on. Ebron's gone. He gone. Woo. Peace out. Number 85. How about that news earlier today? First broken by Adam Schefter. And then the, the, the Lions aren't just cutting Eric Ebron and releasing him after four seasons. They're kicking him out the door. Their press release was like, the Lions have released Eric Ebron. Check it out on DetroitLions.com. There wasn't like, uh, Ebron played four seasons for the team. Uh, he becomes a restricted. Free. It was a one-line smack out the door. And again, and again, welcome into Lockdown Lions. Matt Derry with you. Lockdown Podcast Network. A lot to do today. But I had to get right into this Ebron stuff. Here are all the names that are going to get mentioned on this show tonight. Jake Rudock, Joe Berger, Deshaun Shedd, TJ Jones, Quentin Dial, Don Carey, Nick Ballore, and Dominican Sue, DJ Hayden. The list goes on and on. We will touch on all of those individuals in a second. And you can tweet to me at Dairy Speaks or the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. iTunes, Spotify, Megaphone, all that stuff. Now let's set the table the proper way today on Eric Ebron Cut Day. Come on. This is exciting. The Lions are rolling the dice. Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn is the boss. And if you recall last year, when Eric Ebron's contract option was in question for 2018, Ebron got quoted as saying, hey, Bob Quinn, I I don't know what he's going to do. He's the boss. That was strike one. Strike two was the tweet he put out the day Matt Patricia got hired and revamped the staff a little bit and moved his position coach, then tight ends coach Al Golden, the linebackers. And Ebron, whether he was kidding or not, tweeted out, Oh, they're moving my position coach without asking me first. On the day his new boss was hired, Matt Patricia. Maybe all these things finally came to a head. And the Lions said, to hell with this guy. But Eric Ebron, it was never his fault. Never his fault that he was drafted number 10. Ahead of the likes of Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham Jr., Zach Martin. And today was like Darko Day on Twitter. Because everybody was saying, oh, look where Eric Ebron was drafted four years ago. We know. All right, it was a giant, giant mistake by Martin Mayhew. But see, the Lions aren't going to make a mistake with Eric Ebron this time. Bob Quinn has seen enough, and it's time to move on. And as I told you last week, when the Lions reportedly brought Ebron in and said, look, we're looking to trade you, you had to get rid of him because he's immature. He spends way too much time on social media, bitching about the fans, bitching about his situation, bitching about mis- being, under, uh, being misunderstood says, give me a chance. Then on the first day of training camp, tells reporters, uh, my goal this year is to be in the Pro Bowl. When the rest of the team is talking about the team, Eric Ebron is talking about Eric Mebron. He's gone. 
And I know the Lions have a huge hole at tight end, a big hole at tight end, because today Darren Fells, their second tight end, just signed a free agent deal with the Browns for three years and $12 million. Darren Fells is a heck of a football player, pretty good player. Made some catches in the red zone, good blocker. It's a good signing by the Browns. The Lions are left right now with Michael Roberts, last year's, what was he, fourth or fifth round pick, and Hakeem Vallis, ex of the Arizona Cardinals, who had a, a cup of coffee in a sweet roll, as Rob Parker used to say. What's up, Wob? Um, in Arizona. And had a cup of coffee with the Lions. The Lions are in the in the business now for tight ends, and here's what I like what Bob Quinn is doing. Bob Quinn today didn't just go just just didn't go out and sign Austin Safarian Jenkins or Tyler Eifert or any of these other free agent tight ends right away. He's now going to wait and hope the number comes down somewhere and add some tight ends. He needs two of them now. I don't know if he's going to get them both in free agency, but I commend the Lions for attempting to trade Eric Ebron, seeing that the market was pretty bare for him. I don't think teams want to trade for a guy that was supposed to be making $8.25 million. See, I've been trying to tell you guys this for years. He's not been worth it. He's not that good. And people say, well, it's not his fault. He was drafted number 10 and give him a break and let's let him develop. He had a a heck of a second half last year. The Lions didn't win. They didn't make the playoffs. If Eric Ebron would have carried them on the 10 or 11 catch game and they would have won these games, then we we can wax poetic about him. And I know he was a pretty good guy to the media. And some of the beat writers liked him. But this talk of, he had a big second half. What, because he had a shitty first half? He was 10th overall pick in 2014. Come on. He had 11 touchdowns in four years. 11. What, Cameron Braid of the Bucks? Like seven or eight last year. He never even heard of the guy. Give me a break with this good year second half last year. Nobody even wanted to trade for him. The Lions couldn't even get a seventh-round pick for him, so they had to cut him today. What does that tell you about his value? No one was willing to pay him $8.25 million. And as I said last year on Locked on Lions right here, it was a dumb move by the Lions to pick up his contract option. Now, they saved themselves some money, free up about $7 million in cap space, they eat about a $1 million, whatever. And Eric Ebron tonight... On his Twitter feed, at Ebron85, did put out a nice tweet with a number one sign, emoji, a heart, and Detroit. Like an I love Detroit. So that's great. See ya. Guy couldn't block anybody. Guy was a distraction in the locker room. And I know there's been plenty of players on Twitter today. His former teammates, Darius Slay and Evan Lawson among them, who are wishing him well. That's fantastic. Get him out of here. He didn't do enough. And he wasn't a good enough blocker. And he gave up on some plays, and he dropped too many passes. See ya. I think the Lions can upgrade a tight end in other places. And if they have to go out and get Benjamin Watson, who's a lot older for one year, go for it. And if Michael Roberts, this is how this team is going to be built. It's obvious in free agency, and I'll get to this in a second. Bob Quinn's not looking to hit home runs in free agency. This is singles and doubles and bloops to get on base, just like last year. When he signed DJ Hayden and Darren Fells and Akeem Spence and Cornelius Washington, under the radar, cheap guys. Tavon Wilson a couple of years ago. This year, it's been Deshaun Shedd and uh, uh, the linebackers, Christian Jones and the kid from the Giants. This is what Bob Quinn is doing. The Lions are not trying to break the bank in free agency. They're not handing 
seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars to players. Did anybody see what DJ Hayden got today from the Jacksonville Jaguars? He was a fourth or fifth cornerback at best with the Lions last year, and he got paid today three years and nineteen million from Jacksonville. Over six million a year for DJ Hayden. The Lions, I think, paid him four or five last year, and he was average. So you know, good for DJ Hayden. Interested in your thoughts on Eric Ebron? I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but he, he wasn't even that good. This whole notion of well, he had a good year in the second half last year. Give me a break. Stop. I'm not buying it. Derry speaks on Twitter and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. I'm ecstatic if I'm a Lions fan today that he's no longer a distraction and he's no longer on the team. Just wasn't that good. And I have no personal issue with Eric Ebron, but the guy got cut today. What does that tell you? Hey, I'm going to make the Pro Bowl this year. Oh, okay. You don't even have a team. You, you just got cut. And I know some people say, well, Jordy Nelson made the Pro Bowl. Jordy Nelson's 33. So let's, let's, let's pump the brakes here. All right, the Lions did announce themselves some other signings uh, today. Let's get to those uh, right now. I have so much to do. I don't even know where I'm going here on Lockdown Lions. It is Lockdown Lions on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Um, all right, let, let's. Uh, what, what, what do I want to do next? Let's talk about Deshaun Shed. A one-year deal. The Lions have added another cornerback to the mix. Deshaun Shed gets one year. $3.5 million from the Lions, former defensive captain for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, one-year $3.5 million deal can grow to $6.5 million with playtime incentives. A shed was released by Seattle on Monday. Uh, the, team, uh, the team said they were going to let him hit a free agency and honored that. He was going to visit the Lions on Tuesday. He was supposed to go to the 49ers uh, today, but the Lions did not let Shed out of town. So as of now, the Lions have Nevin Lawson back, Darius Slay, Tease Tabor, Quandre Diggs, uh, Deshaun Shed, and Jamal Agnew. So you'd think the Lions might be in the market for another cornerback. They lost out on Malcolm Butler, but give me a break. You're not giving Malcolm Butler $11 million a year like the Tennessee Titans did. I thought that was absolutely crazy. Crazy and insane. So instead... The Lions get Deshaun Shedd, pretty good football player. Still got plenty of uh, mileage left. And that is where the Lions are going. This is what they're doing. There are a lot of economical one-year deals, uh, uh, small signings. Um, Nick Bellore, uh versatile special teamer, an outside linebacker, played a little fullback last year, also back for the Lions on a one-year deal, and he signed that contract today. Uh, by the way, Locked On Pistons with Matt Shook right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're new to the network and you don't know, we have every NFL team. We've got Locked On NFL. We'll give you all the signings, talk about all the teams. Locked On NFL Draft with John Ledyard and Trevor Sykema. And then all the NBA teams, including your very own Detroit Pistons, who, by the way, got absolutely ransacked the other night by the Jazz. Uh, if you want to bitch and moan about the Pistons and, and find out what's going on with them, listen to Matt Shook. He hosts Locked On Pistons. It's all right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so many of you I know are very concerned. What are the Lions going to do at backup quarterback? Will the Lions, will your Honolulu Blue and Silver Lions keep Jake Rudock aboard? Well, the answer is yes. Jake Rudock is back as the Lions have brought him back on a uh, a one-year contract. They picked up, um, uh, he was a restricted free agent, 
So they, they pick up, I guess you could say, his option. Jake Rudock is back. I know the Michigan fans are, 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 are dancing in the streets that the Lions have brought back Jake Rudock. They're also bringing T.J. Jones back. They've offered him a tender, meaning that he can either take the tender or if he signs a contract with another team as a free agent and the Lions do not match that offer, the Lions will get a compensatory, a compensatory draft pick next year. I like T.J. Jones, and I think he makes some big plays. Uh, as a fourth or fifth wide receiver, third or fourth wide receiver, I'm fine with T.J. Jones. Um, and I don't think he's going to cost you a lot of money. The Lions have a lot of other needs right now to address. Still got to def- address defensive tackle, defensive end, probably need another cornerback. Uh, they've got their linebackers now in place. Um, uh, you know, With the signings of Kennard and Jones, they probably need some... The Lions need to go out and still add to the offensive line, and we know they need a running back, and now two tight ends. So tendering T.J. Jones is pretty smart. If he ends up sticking around, I think he's a pretty good football player and a guy that can help the Lions. What about Joe Berger? This was a weird one today. Um, According to reports out of Minnesota, Joe Berger, 35-year-old offensive lineman and a product of Fremont, Michigan. I don't know where Fremont is, but shout him out. Fremont represent uh, Joe Berger. Uh, has been offered contracts to stay with the Minnesota Vikings. He was their starting right guard last year after being moved from center where he was terrible in 2016 as their starting center and um, did sign a one-year extension to stay with them, but they moved him to guard. They drafted Pat Elfline, if you remember, uh, the third-round pick from Ohio State, and he was awesome for the Vikings last year. The Vikings offensive line was totally revamped last year, but the one guy that came back and actually had a pretty good year, according to uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus, was Joe Berger. Well, Berger's 35 and is considering retirement, but he has offers on the table from the Lions and the Vikings. My question is, if you're the Lions and you're looking for a left guard right now, which is where the Lions need to go, they need a left guard or a center, uh, could you do a little bit better than Joe Berger? 35-year-old, kind of a tall guy, 6'5". Like I said, graded out pretty well in 2015 by PFF as a good center. 2016 got pushed around a little bit. Better run blocker than pass blocker, which the Lions could use, but uh, making an offer to a 35-year-old guard, which my guess would be another one-year deal. Um, the Lions need a starting guard or starting center, but I think they could do better than Joe Berger, um, who I think was the weakest link on that Vikings offensive line, uh, at least last year. So we'll see about Joe Berger and what he decides to do, but he has an offer to return to the Minnesota Vikings, um, but he also has an offer, according to reports, from the Detroit Lions. Quentin Dial is another name I brought up earlier uh, tonight. And let me get you some info on Quentin Dial. The Lions and the Seahawks both are meeting with him. And according to Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Packers detackle Quentin Dial receiving interest from the Lions and Seahawks. Uh, played for the Packers last year. Uh, was, from the, was with the 49ers the previous uh, four years, last year for the Packers, 13 games, two starts, 19 tackles. Year before in San Francisco, 14 games, 11 starts, 36 tackles. More of a run stuffer, versatile player, can play, uh, has played uh, defensive end and has played defensive tackle. So a versatile guy um, who played three or four spots in the, along the defensive line two years ago for the 49ers. Look, the Lions need depth on their defensive line in the worst way. Quentin Dial. Another low-budget, 
you know, target for the Lions in free agency. I have no issue with it. So if the Lions want to go out and continue to spend their money on a lot, and this is what I said the Lions should be doing weeks ago. Forget about going after high-priced, big-name guys. I think what the Lions are trying to do is add some depth. They had zero defensive line and defensive end depth last year. So much so that guys like Jeremiah Valaunga, Christian Ringo, those guys weren't good enough. Alex Barrett came out of training camp as this stud in the preseason. He got cut a few weeks in. I think one thing that Bob Quinn did not do well last year was have depth on the offensive line and the defensive line. So if Dial can come in and help them to go along with Spence and some other guys, Cornelius Washington, uh, and they draft, hopefully Vita Vey at number 20, um, I, I can understand where the Lions are going with this. So Quentin Dial is out there. So I mentioned Ebron, Fells gone, Hayden gone, Don Carey gone. How about that? D.C.? Oh, baby, Don Carey's a Lion legend. Signs a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. Now, there is a D-tackle uh, from the Eagles, Bo Allen, that I know the Lions were very, very interested in. He is signed or expecting to sign with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And oh, by the way, how about the Lions reportedly? I know I'm jumping all over the place tonight on Locked on Lions. My apologies, folks. Uh, it, it's, it's an evening podcast. I'm getting ready for the Syracuse game. I'm riled up. Um, how about the Lions showing interest in free agent running back Frank Gore? I'm a Frank Gore fan. I know some of you are going to say, Frank Gore, isn't he like 50? Um, I I get it. I do. And the Lions, you know, they they, they talked to Jonathan Stewart. They talked to Frank Gore. Uh, They they reportedly are interested in talking to to Frank Gore, like I said. Um, I'm just, I love the way Frank Gore is a leader. Frank Gore is... He's a winner. One in San Francisco. I get he's 34 years old and he's just 5'9". I love Frank Gore. Out of the backfield, throwing him the pill? I don't know. The, I'm most excited. Look, I know DeMarco Murray was here, hasn't signed yet. Jonathan Stewart was here, signed with the Giants. I'd love the Lions to get Frank Gore. And I, look, they have to draft a running back anyway. I'm just a fan. So you may think I'm crazy. The Colts are letting him walk. They love him. They love him in Indianapolis. 34-year-old Frank Gore. I I would love it. I just am a fan. I think he's a really good football player. I think he'd be great in the locker room. So keep that in mind. That's another uh, report out there that the Lions are interested in talking to or have a meeting set up with Frank Gore. All right, final thing. Ndamukin Sue, Ngum Sue's brother, the former Lion and now 31-year-old defensive tackle. Uh, Sue is on the market. And as we talked about last night on Lockdown Lions, really no way the Lions should spend any time even considering Indomitian Sioux. Reports are out there that the Seahawks and the Cowboys are interested. Diana Russini of ESPN.com says Indomitian Sioux is telling people he doesn't care about fit. He doesn't care about winning. He wants to go to the highest bidder. (laughs) Is that just classic Sioux or what? Who publicly is going to come out and say that? Well, Sue is. So whoever ponies up the most money for Indomitian and Sue, that's where he's going. I am praying to God that the Cleveland Browns, the 0-16 Cleveland Browns, offer Sue a lot of money and he has to go there. Please, please, God, send Indomitian and Sue to the Browns. 
I've been Browns free since '99. I, I don't care. I, I'm rooting for him for my parent, for my mom, and my brother, and my and my buddy Jeremy. I hope they do well. But I'm not a fan of theirs anymore. I just think it'd be great if the Browns overpaid for Indomitian Sue. He's looking to go to the highest bidder. Well, you're going to be waiting a while, Indomitian, because I don't think there's going to be a ton of suitors that are going to hear that and go, we want to bring in this guy. Still got mileage, still got uh, tread on the tires, but man, oh man, (laughs) that's his vintage suit right there. All right, that'll wrap it up for another edition of Locked on Lions for this Wednesday into Thursday. Very, very busy day on this Eric Ebron has been released day. Uh, uh, Interested in your thoughts? On Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Um, and as far as Ebron goes, I know we had some some tweets that came in earlier. Let me read a couple of those because I think fans are pretty happy with the Lions actually saying goodbye to Eric Ebron, uh, a guy that just, you know, never, ever panned out here um, at all. Uh, Brian Ballard says, ha, 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 we got rid of Ebron. Don't be spoiled, Matt. Uh, Jim Campbell, but the good ones get signed. I'm told that he is, that he is five in most catches by a 24-year-old and where he is on the list of most drop balls. Rich Gallant, I wasn't expecting anything more than a seventh, but at least that would have been something. Still would rather see them let him go than keep him because they had to. Um, yeah, people, I think, were pretty happy that Ebron was gone. Um, Scott Evans, well, I guess Quinn listened to Matt Derry and locked on Lions and got rid of him. Yeah, right. Uh, Freddie the Pizza Man, has he tweeted his dis- uh, has he tweeted his- has he tweeted his disgust yet? Uh, Pat Bruno, Ebron reached for his phone to tweet, but he dropped it. Oh, geez. Uh, Drew Nickel, this is tough to swallow. If they were going to do this, why not sell out to get Jimmy Graham? The Lions aren't spending a lot of money on individual players in free agency, Drew. That's just the way it is. The Lions spent the most money on Devon Kennard at six million. That's I think as high as they're going to go. They're going to take that $27 million that they had in cap space and sprinkle it amongst a lot of different players. Bob Quinn said we're going to look for second and third tier free agents, and that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, Zarek says, I think Ebron had a lot of potential, was just about to put it all together for a breakout season. Bad timing. I don't agree with that. I don't see him breaking out. Uh, Lush says, now we have money for a quality left guard and or D-tackle. <clears throat> Adam Perez, I no longer trust Bob Quinn in saying they couldn't at least get a fifth rounder for him. Adam, nobody was taking him at $8.25 million. And once the Lions, it became public that the Lions were chopping him, then teams are going to wait till they cut him so they don't have to pay that money. Remember, he was owed $8.25 million. Now that he's been cut, his contract has been shredded. It's a brand new deal now for Eric Ebron. All right, uh, thank you for the comments. Thank you for listening. Matt Derry with you on Locked on Lions. Let's go orange.